0: Welcome back to Gaming Trim Podcast. This is your host, Erica.
1: And this is your other host, Minty Fresh John.
0: Minty Fresh!
1: Minty Fresh!
0: (laughs) This week, we are going to be talking about uh, the Xbox Series X and all the games that are going to be specifically for that.
1: Ooh, fun! Which means now I have another system I have to save up to get.
0: (laughs) I'm, I'm, I don't know, I'm halfway between do I get a PS5, do I get an Xbox Series X, I- I'm still on the fence with that.
1: I'm still trying to get a Switch.
0: <laughs> Let's go ahead and head into Game On. Game On!
1: The first game on our list, Fable. That wonderful game where you have to go make life choices to become a saintly man or a demon. And right now with this one, it's actually it's a new studio that's taken over this game, actually. Uh, it is the new team at Forza Horizon Playground Games. So, they're pretty much with this one. They're going to be, I'm assuming they're from what I've been reading on, which isn't much, <laughs> other than the trailer, which was kind of creepy. Seeing that uh, fairy flying around and then sniffs a the flower, and then you get that uh, uh, weird uh, look on their face and gets sucked in by a frog.
0: They've been very secretive about the game. Uh, they've pretty much just released a little trailer. They haven't said anything about the gameplay. If it's a direct remake, if it's something like Final Fantasy VII where it's a little bit of both, uh, it's they've been secretive about it.
1: Oh, very secretive on this thing. Like, like every, even the stuff from IGN, there's like maybe three paragraphs at most. I'm I'm going to assume that they since it's a new studio, they're probably going to reboot it. That is my best guess on this. But still it's fable. It's fun.
0: <laughs> we know we know it's going to be good. Another great looking game that's coming out is called The Gunk. The Gunk stars a duo of gritty space haulers struggling to make a buck as they chance upon an untouched planet brimming with life. They've come to gather alien plants and other valuable resources as it looks like they've hit a jackpot. As they start uncovering dormant secrets of a shattered civilization, however, they must save the planet from the curse of a corruptive gunk parasite, while desperately keeping from getting caught in a spiral of festering mistrust.
1: Okay, so this actually reminds me of that old game, the game that was on Nintendo Wii U, where you had the little plant creatures you had to use them as weapons.
0: Are you talking about Pikmins?
1: That's it, Pikmin. Yes.
0: No, this game. <laughs> the I mean, I guess the um, Lustrous Forest surroundings, maybe like remind you of pikmin uh but no uh this kind of reminds me of the goonies in a sense where it looks like just a bunch of kids grouping together um and then discovering this monster and it's it looks very 80s reminiscent lake monster i mean all those good feels
1: yeah especially just watching the trailer on this thing i said it just reminded me of pikmin instantly and then Now you got uh, Peak Man mixed with Goonies. Now there you go. That's going to be a fun game right there. (laughs) Goonies never say die. (laughs) But yeah, so you got players who will take on scary enemies and try to solve puzzles that obscure a grander mystery. Okay, I want to get this.
0: It it looks great. Again, I love, like, you know, the Monster of the Lagoon type of, you know, thing going on here. Uh, But why don't you read off the next video game we're going to talk about.
1: Uh (laughs) Oh... I can't hum the music, but... There is a new Halo. Halo Infinite. Master Chief returns with his greatest adventure yet to save humanity. The storyline of Halo Infinite will be much more human, with Master Chief playing a more central role than in Halo 5 Guardians. And then the E3... 2018 trailer indicated that the story will be set on a Halo ring and showcase the design of Master Chief's Mark VI armor to return to the design seen in Halo 2 and 3. And it's actually kind of an interesting thing with this, like some of the articles I was reading and also I couldn't sleep last night, so Insomnia and (laughs) YouTube led me to find out with this one, it's actually going to be, they're saying it's going to be the last Halo game made.
0: See, I haven't heard anything about that. When you told me that, I was kind of surprised. You never know with these companies, honestly. They say one thing, next year it's a total different story. So we don't know.
1: Oh, yes. And then but with this one also, they also said that with that being the last game, any new things will be DLC. So they're going the way of EA games. <laughs> now,
0: but I mean you played Fallout 4 I mean they had some amazing DLCs that just made it seem like another video game in itself DLCs can be great great things and add-ons so that's that's does not worry me at all Uh, another good one another good staple State of Decay 3 Uh, State of Decay 3 will unsurprisingly be the sequel to the undead open world of State of Decay 2 the title wasn't universally loved with some criticizing repetitive mechanics but but the increased possibilities of the Xbox Series X console could have some surprises in store. Ooh. Yes, and I think with the State of Decay 3, like a big, like, plus, is that there's going to be zombie animals.
1: <laughs> like, really? That was the
0: thing. Yeah, they're like, oh, there's zombie animals. Like, like, that's a sell point. I don't know.
1: <laughs> well, you know, it's one of those things, like, like with... Uh, Like, the last Blade movie where you had the Pomeranian that was a vampire, you know, that was kind of interesting.
0: (laughs) That was something else, man.
1: (laughs) I know, it's still just like, it's what it's going to be. It's going to be something like that where you have these murderous Pomeranians coming after you. And it's just like, yay!
0: Well, in the trailer, you did see, uh, like, a zombie-esque deer. So, I, I'm, I'm intrigued. Usually in movies and video games, uh, you don't see a lot of animals that are zombified. Um, one, usually because they just get eaten. Oh, yeah. You know, zombies eating it. Um, I think Resident Evil really did take on that role of zombie yeah. animals. Uh, they did a great job of that. So, so I'm I mean, excited to see that
1: well granted also it's just like if i really wanted to see zombie deer though this is 2020 all i really gotta do is just go up five states and i'll find a zombie deer <gasps>
0: uh, yeah that's those are facts <laughs> those are real facts <laughs> Um, a, a game that I'm looking forward to is a game called Tell Me Why it's set in a small town in Alaska Tell Me Why places you at the heart of a mystery in an intimate true to life story where twins Tyler and Allison Ronan use their extraordinary bond to unravel memories of their loving but troubled childhood
1: oh yeah this one was actually done by the same studio that did Heavy Rain
0: yes yes they did and that
1: was a depressing game I mean,
0: you could, I mean, the title, tell me why. You automatically know, okay, this is going to be some emo video game. Let me get balls deep in this. That's, that's how I read it. I mean.
1: (laughs) Oh, yeah. This is going to be one of the things you play this. You're going to get so in depth in it. And then you're going to be like having all the feels uh, and like sadness and everything else. And what happens? You're going to end up watching happy little cartoons like Ed and Eddie and My Little Pony for hours (laughs) just to start feeling human again.
0: I like how your go-to cartoon is Ed, Ed, and Eddie. That just says so much about you. (laughs) What?
1: That's
0: amazing.
1: (laughs) That I know Ed, Ed, and Eddie?
0: (laughs) No, that that's your go-to happy movie or cartoon. Oh,
1: yeah. It's a fun cartoon. Horrible animation. The
0: best, bro. The best. No (laughs) no complaints here.
1: And then the other game that looks like it would be kind of interesting. As Dusk Falls... An original interactive drama form interior slash night that explores the entangled lives of two families across 30 years in a town in small town Arizona, starting with a robbery gone wrong in 1999. The choice you make will have a powerful impact on the characters' lives in this epic story of betrayal, sacrifice, and resilience. Yeah, just
0: so yes, I saw the trailer for this. So I'm going to cut you off. Saw the trailer for this, okay. And... The gameplay animation is very unique and I'm excited to see how it's going to play out. You've played like Korean video games, right? Where it's just like almost like manga cutouts. Yes. When they, okay. So it's like that, but then the background is beautiful and um, like flowing and realistic, but then the characters are just cutouts.
1: Okay, for some reason, I don't know why Batman Ninja started playing in my head when we started talking <laughs> about that, and I was like, no, that's an acid trip with a horrible story. <sighs> Wait, how the description of the game and everything else does remind me of the Hatfields and McCoys.
0: Okay, I can see that, I can see that. It's interesting, it's just two families, you know, crossing in the night, almost, a serious event happens, entangling them, again, over the 30 years.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So, Hatfields versus McCoys. <laughs> <laughs> which is actually, it's not a it's not bad animation, because at least you got, the, you got the realistic background, but you have the super real, like, animation of the characters themselves, mm-hmm. which pretty much keeps your eyes focused on there, but at the same time, your yes. peripherals can still see everything else, so it's not just so mm, banging on your eyes with a hammer. Right.
0: Right. No, no, I like it. It's almost like um a 2D manga story with hyper-realistic backgrounds.
1: Okay, so now there, I, I did not expect that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but that's what I like. Um, another game that everyone is looking forward to is Psychonauts 2. Rasputin, trained acrobat and powerful young psychic, has realized his lifelong dream, that is, joining the International Psychic Espionage Organization known as the Psychonauts, but these psychic super spies are in trouble. Their leader hasn't been the same since he was kidnapped. And what's worse, there's a mole hiding in headquarters. Raz must use his powers to stop the mole before they execute their secret plan to bring the murderous psychic villain, Maligula, back from the dead.
1: Oh, uh, you see, that's, what, that's always one thing I always wanted to do, you know, not like be a bat baseball player or a football star. No, I want to join a secret espionage team.
0: Who doesn't? I mean, who doesn't want to be a psychic?
1: Well, yeah, it's still like a psychic and still make money on being a sports, betting on sports.
0: It's been a decade since the first video game.
1: I know. Oh, what was, what was, what was the last one? It was it P- PlayStation 2, I believe?
0: A decade, man. It's yeah. been
1: too long. Yeah, it's been a long time. I, I've slept since then. <laughs> but let's see. Little things we're finding out about this game, actually. Jack Black sings a psychedelic tune in this trailer.
0: That's amazing! I love him so much.
1: So they got the the, the original character design, so they're keeping that. Uh, Looks like just the game itself is going to be. Looks like it's going to be pretty amazing, and especially with the trailer. For Double Fine, Psychonauts two debuted during Xbox's game showcase, so that was like four hours. I couldn't. I had to stay attached to the computer. Still (laughs) fun to watch. But it was showcasing Jack Black's role as a as a singing mote of light. The song accompanies Raz's journey through a level we haven't seen before—a bright, swirling, psychedelic area ruled over by a mu- musician with an eyeball for a head. There are hands with faces, massive tongues lolling out of walls, and all sets of strange flora and fauna. So yeah, a uh, couple take take some drugs, and you'll be fine <laughs> for this.
0: Is that what that is? Yes, <laughs>
1: just like our last episode when we talked about about Super Jail. <laughs> oh my gosh!
0: Uh, another game that again has been—they're keeping these games under wraps for some reason. The game is called Stalker Two. It's a unique blend of FPS, immersive sim, and horror with a really thick atmosphere. One of the biggest open worlds to date is yours to explore along with an epic branching story with multiple endings even on their actual website it says that it's not going to reveal anything about the game until later oh yes like i mean that's just like it's just super weird like just to say on your page yeah we're not going to release anything
1: (laughs) i'm going through pc gamer right now on this thing and it's just like they got two screenshots that's it yeah that's it and yeah, this is like po- looks like post-apocalyptic world. Yeah, post-apocalyptic world with after a number of false starts, Stalker Two is officially on the way. The long-awaited follow-up to the dearly beloved yet deeply flawed <laughs> Stalker trilogy will return players to the zone—a heavily contaminated, and extremely dangerous area surrounding the Chernobyl nuclear power plant.
0: I'm excited. I mean. Okay, first of all, we've both played Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild, and that is, like, one of the largest maps. And then this game is saying that it has one of the biggest open worlds to date, to explore? I'm intrigued. I'm definitely intrigued.
1: Will it be the size of Texas?
0: You know, (laughs) everybody... My boss, whenever she came down here to talk, uh, she's from Maine. She came down to Texas... And this poor thing, she was like, I don't know how big Texas is, but I've been told it's big. And I'm like, yes, ma'am. <laughs> we could probably fit like 20 of your states in our state.
1: <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah, especially down here where we don't judge the distance between things in miles. No, it's time.
0: That is exactly what it is. How far is it? 30 minutes.
1: It's okay. Uh, yep, yeah, 30, 30 minutes. It actually fine. <laughs> That's like when I had to go to Permian Basin Comic Con in Midland. Eight hours one way.
0: You know, that's not that bad for Midland, brah. It took me 10 hours to get to Midland last time.
1: Yeah, the fun part was I followed the GPS, which on that was the worst mistake I could have done. <laughs> like, here, go down I 10 until you reach this town of Azona. Okay, that's about six and a half hours away. Turn north. Okay. We're going north. I lose cell phone service. Um, yes. Ran, uh, Randy lost cell phone service. And I had T-Mobile. Yes. He had AT&T. Uh, there's nothing around except for caliche blowing that everywhere. Thing. And the only thing I kept thinking is, like, we look at the gas case. Okay, I have enough gas to get there as long as I don't break down because this is how this is how serial killers get us. <laughs>
0: there, there are so many dead zones in Texas. Like, it's insane. It is, it, once you get out of the cities, you're going to die. Yes. <laughs> you're going to die if you run out of gas, man. Like, no one's gonna, you can drive on a road for hours and not see anyone.
1: Oh, yes. Which is also a little bit of tri- Texas trivia there for you as well. Like, the guardrails, they're on roads. Texas was the first one to put on there because the roads are so long, people kept falling asleep. <laughs>
0: that is amazing.
1: <laughs> and speaking of guardrails, so you don't go plowing off into the fields and never be heard from again, we have Warhammer 40K. Forty K, Dark Tide. Fight together with your friends against hordes of enemies in the new Warhammer Forty K experience from the developers of the best-selling and award-winning co-op action franchise. Vermintide, Warhammer 40K Darktide is a visceral four-player co-op action game set in the Hive City of Tertium. In the depths of the Hive, the seeds of corruption threaten an overwhelming tide of darkness. The heretical cult known as the Domination seeks to seize control of the planet Atoma Prime and lay waste to all its inhabitants. It is up to you and your allies in the Inquisition. To root out the enemy before the city succumbs to chaos, and yes, no one expects the Spanish Inquisition.
0: Warhammer games are great games. I mean, I'm I'm expecting a good play.
1: Yeah, I'll I'll play the video games all day long. I try doing the. You need to be a millionaire to play the desktop version of this.
0: (laughs) It's very true. Uh, A good game that's coming out as well is called Everwild. Uh, A surprise announcement during uh, XO19 was Rare's next original title, Everwild, which has now been confirmed for Xbox Series X. The game, as a generous cell-shaped art style and a clearly environmental angle through aiding your local ecosystem and the fantastical creatures that live in it, we don't know much about Everwild, but Rare has said that it will give you memorable, engaging, and meaningful meaningful experiences for players everywhere to share. So, Ferngully?
1: I'm thinking Ferngully mixed with Poison (laughs) Ivy. Okay, okay. But, um, yeah, I was going through the trailer on here, and it looks like you get a good look at the positively generous world with plenty of magic and wild animals. Yes. And, yeah, main character you play is named Eternal, a character who can sense magic and see how it flows through every living thing. Okay, so we have Jedi now. (laughs) (laughs) but right now it was on the trailer like they're not saying anything else
0: they're not I mean look I love me a good mystery I love waiting for more information but most of these games are coming out at the end of the year or at the beginning of 2021 and I'm like brah we're sitting at home Staying at home because we can't go do nothing. We got money to spend. We got money to burn. So you need to tell us information or we're like, come on.
1: No, they're waiting. They're they're waiting for January 1st, 2021, at 12 midnight on the dot when the whole world yells Jumanji.
0: That really needs to happen. Yes. <laughs> I'm done with life right now.
1: <laughs> so pretty much if we have a birthday this year, we're not counting it. At all. It doesn't count. We didn't use it.
0: What? (laughs) Uh, Good game. New Genesis Fantasy Star Online 2. One of the goals of Fantasy Star Online 2, New Genesis, is to create the ultimate PSO2 in which the time-tested elements are kept intact. While the game design, gameplay, and graphics engine will be completely redesigned and reborn in all aspects, we are working very hard to offer players unparalleled character customization, limitless adventure, and the best action online RPG available. That's like a, that's like a big thing to live up to. Uh, it's going to be available on the Xbox One or PC. And then the Xbox One X as well.
1: Uh, Yeah, I'm reading on here as well. uh, It is actually going to be uh, on its own free. It's going to be a free-to-play game. Online. Yes. And I'm actually excited for this because I remember Fantasy Star when it was on the Sega Genesis. Mm Mm-hmm. I had Fantasy Star Online with the Sega Dreamcast. Yeah. And then when they brought it back for the GameCube. Mm Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I'm um, I got the itch.
0: It's Fantasy Star Online. I mean, what can you not like about it?
1: Oh, it's the best MMO ever.
0: (laughs) I mean, a lot to live up for the best action online RPG, really.
1: Oh, okay, cool. Actually, with this one here, it's um, looks like there's gonna be two versions gonna be made because you have the current Fantasy Star Online 2, but then the, the new Genesis that's coming out, and any character that's just made the new Genesis is compatible with the current Fantasy Star Online 2. Some data will carry over between both versions, including weapons, magic, and units. They may, may work differently depending on what game you use them in. Meanwhile, your experience, points, skills, and currency are locked to each respective version of Fantasy Star Online 2. So pretty much, if you have every, all your money, gold, and everything else in Fantasy Star Online 2, and then you go to New Genesis, uh, yeah, you're homeless.
0: <laughs> it be... It be like that sometimes. Uh, But our last game that we have on here...
1: Crossfire X. A legendary PC franchise coming to the Xbox in its fast-paced first-person shooter offering a variety of exhilarating multiplayer experiences and a cinematic campaign that explores the global conflict between the world's two most formidable private military factions. And with this game it is made by Remedy Entertainment, best known for its works on the Max Payne series. And more recently, Control is crafting the, the game's single-player component. So, yeah, if it's something of the same people that did Max Payne series, it's you know it's going to be an awesome storyline. You're just going to want to keep playing for that storyline.
0: Oh, I was saying it's going to be a great shooting game.
1: <laughs> I know, but like I said, with the single- cl- <laughs> That's
0: what I thought. I was like, okay, great shooter game. Oh,
1: yeah, but Max Payne, when you played it, you played for the story. It was that well written, okay. at least the original one was. So yeah, this is going to be doing that. And Crossfire X's campaign will see players visit local locals across Asia and South America. At one point, you'll gain access to a suit that allows you to turn invisible. All of this will look familiar if you played a Call of Duty game any time in the past decade. This will be fun because I like guns, as I have said many times. Anyone's figured out when I'm yes. stockpiling and. Like I said, it's the same thing with being done by the same studio that did Max Payne. Like, I'm down. I am so down for this.
0: I'm excited. I, I don't know if I'm going to get a PlayStation 5 just because I just bought a PlayStation 4. And we all know it's for the reason to buy Final Fantasy VII Remake because I know... All my friends were playing it and they were going to blurt out what happened and I could not live with that if I didn't know myself what was happening. So I think that we might just buy an Xbox One X just because I bought a PS4 recently and a lot of the games that are coming out on the PS5 are going to be also on the PS4.
1: Oh, there you go.
0: There we go. But, you know, we're talking about spending money, so let's go into Shut Up and Take My Money. Shut up and take my money. The first one we have on here is the VR treadmill.
1: So, have you ever felt like you wanted to be in Ready Player One?
0: (laughs) I mean, it legit looks like that treadmill. Uh, So, it has the regular standard circular disc. It's a walk. Yes. (laughs) Uh, It looks like a walk. I mean, you're right. So, you have to wear special shoes with this. You are also strapped into a, I want to say, back brace almost?
1: Rotating harness
0: rotating harness. I love all these names. It's a back brace.
1: <laughs> yeah, but it rotates around the base, so it's a rotating back harness. That
0: is that is very true. See, I've always wondered about these things. It's like, where do you put them when you're done using them? See, it would be it would be great if you could like fold down the harness and then just slip that into your bed because it looked like that would be able to be doable. But as of right now, it's just like this thing that just stays in the middle of your room.
1: Yeah, but why would you put it up? You want to live in VR? No. Yes. I
0: can't make money in VR. I need to go do real shit.
1: <laughs> you can, eventually, it's going to get to the point where we can just lay in bed, put a little visor on, go to our body goes to sleep, but we're in the game, and we can have real jobs in that. You know? kind yeah. Kind of like sort our online. But I'm going off topic now. But still, <laughs> back to this thing. It's it's actually pretty good with the amount of sensors they have in this thing to detect everything, but still with the special shoes, just so you don't... Cause they need the special soles on them so they actually will glide across. Instead of regular rubber soles, will grab and possibly rip a sensor.
0: Uh, what I like about this one is it's actually it's available in two versions. Uh, you can get the large one where it's five feet tall or you can get the standard version that is 4.64 feet tall.
1: Ooh, so four inches difference.
0: I mean, that could be a big difference for someone who's taller or shorter. I mean, four inches is four inches.
1: I got- <laughs> Not going to touch that one with a 10-foot pole.
0: I'm just saying, if you could add four inches, I mean, that's a big difference.
1: Depends on where we're adding those four inches.
0: Uh, I don't know. Like It says you can walk, run, uh, strafe. Is that a type strafe. of walking?
1: Uh, straight uh, yeah which is um uh, like you know, when you're playing a when you're playing a first person game instead of pressing forward you press right and your guy just still pointing forward but starts sidestepping
0: it's so weird i've never heard of that you can also retreat squat and then cruise control
1: oh there you go just cruise control just like hitting the r button on mmos
0: <laughs> i like how easy it is to turn around in this thing oh well,
1: yeah you got I mean, you got that that twistable harness thing that's on there
0: I know, but I mean, some of them, they're not easy to do, where it's almost like you have to... With this one, it it's easier. It looks like it's more effortless.
1: Recommended user height. Okay. D-d-d-d-d, 5.9. Standard is 6.4 feet. So that's going to be your large size. Mm-hmm. So that's going to be more money. This thing's are already pretty expensive already. And then supported user height, 5.9 feet. Okay. So this thing might support me. In height-wise, weight-wise, I'm just going to crush the damn thing. <laughs> uh, less than 130 kilograms for international people. Or if you're in Imperial, metro- imperial units, 286.5 pounds. But it does, it does support the Valve Index, HTC Vive, the Vive Pro, Oculus Rift, Oculus Rift S, Oculus Quest with the Link, Link Up, Pimax, VMR, PSVR, and... It's so pretty
0: much all the v- current VR systems that are going out right now. I mean, that's great. Um, it looks like right now is that they had a prototype made in November 2019.
1: And just last month, they got done with the tooling portion of it after they did the engineering back in May.
0: And then right after the tooling in June, they did the Kickstarter campaign. Uh, in June, they also had the pre-production testing. And they're hoping to get the shipping of the first batches done by October of this year.
1: Oh, just in time for Christmas.
0: Yes. <laughs> now, if you want this bad boy, we have a Kickstarter special for nine hundred and ninety-nine dollars.
1: Ah, uh, yes, that wonderful. Anyone can afford that.
0: <laughs> if you want two, though, you can get it for nineteen hundred.
1: $1,900. Ooh, nineteen eighty. So you save twenty
0: bucks. Yeah.
1: <laughs> wow. Because with that one, you get because it comes in the kit. You got the catwalksy, a pair of custom friction gl- shoes and a pair of sensors, which I'm assuming you have to actually strap those to the shoes as well so it can kind of get a feel of where, where your feet ro- things are, or I think this is actually the sensors that you go on your knees. There's got to wait for it to figure out if you're squatting or not.
0: It's the, through the back brace. That's how they figure out your squatting. Uh, but from Monday to day, you there's only three days left. They had a pledge of $100,000 goal, and they're already at $1.6 million.
1: Oh, I hope this is going to be a good thing when it comes out, because I'm actually ready to read the reviews one way or the other.
0: <laughs> Another great thing we found on Kickstarter is a UV mask, UVC face mask to enjoy breathing in public again. Uh, this has 18 days left to go,
1: and this one I might actually get.
0: I was actually thinking the same thing. Uh, so it had a pledge of twenty thousand dollar goal, and it's already at two million dollars.
1: Oh yes, and wait, this thing is—it's got the—it's got a pre- mesh pre-filter, just like a lot of the masks do. And then from there, it goes into another vortex chamber, which the UVC light hits. Yes. So essentially, you're hitting it with ozone, and nothing can survive ozone.
0: It has a filter. It it filters and purifies 99.99%. I mean, I mean, that's the highest that we have out there through the filter that it has, which are disposable filters. um, You refill them every so often. It fills it up to a PMO of uh, 0.3 filtration. And then any of the germs that are smaller than 0.3, they get killed off by the UV lights built into the mask.
1: And the good thing is the UV lights will never be exposed to the skin. So you won't have to worry about getting a sunburn on your lips.
0: Yes, that is very true. It hit a reward marker where they extended the battery life. So as of right now, it can live on six hours of constant usage.
1: Okay, so that'll get me through most of a day of being a uh, frontline worker.
0: (laughs) It still works with it powering off. It just doesn't have the UV light. Okay, so we'll just- so it's still a mask I mean just as is with the filter it's as good as an N95 mask even when it's not powered on
1: oh yeah and it's actually one of the main things when it comes to people wearing masks and you wear glasses yeah, your glasses fogging up for your breath yeah this yes. thing actually takes your ex- your exhale and blows it sideways
0: Yes. So it actually protects the air that is coming out of the mask as well. So it protects the people around you. It has a rubber seal that completely goes around your nose and your mouth. So that is added protection as well. So again, this is another reason why I wanted to get it because I am a glasses user. Uh, so I mean, it's pretty interesting. Uh, if you want to get one, they have a 60% off value right now for $99. You can get Two masks at a 62% off for $189.
1: Well, And for which you also got the add-ons, too. Or if you want to add in 10 additional filter pads, that's going to be $12. If you want an extra uh, hard carrying case or an extra front shell, those are $15 bucks each. And shipping is $15 bucks. in the U.S. Yes, uh, And
0: right now they have the colors black and white.
1: I'll take the black one. <laughs>
0: yeah, same here.
1: <laughs> that way I can put decals on it. <laughs> maybe nyan cat
0: <laughs> let's go ahead and get into nani
1: Nani. so everyone remembers how the game doom was and how as after it came out there's so much computer programmers and techno geeks were going what can we play this on well it's been played on an ipod it's been crammed into some digital cameras, and now you can take your Minecraft game, load Windows 95 in the game, and play Doom.
0: It's amazing, honestly. I mean, what what can Doom not be played on?
1: <laughs> oh, no, this one, because you use a... Essentially, it's a VM computers mod. Which, with that one, it's essentially VirtualBox, so you're literally loading the Windows 95 operating system inside Minecraft, just to play that.
0: I mean, can you imagine how far computers have gone since we were kids? I mean, we... I was briefly born before the internet, but you were born way before the internet. I mean, isn't that just insane?
1: I know, I was... Remember, I I know, I was born in the Wild West golden (laughs) age, where... I want I want to play this game. Well, you got to run DOS first. Like, what? <laughs> so I had learned keyboard commands. Now it's like yes. plug and play.
0: Insane. I remember games being on floppy disks.
1: Oh, what, the three and a half or the five and a quarter?
0: Oh, I don't I don't even know, bro. That, I, mean, I just remember you having to put them in. <laughs> yeah,
1: mine was a little really floppy floppy five and a quarter ones. We had to pop oh that gosh. in, flip the thing down. Well, it's the same thing. Whenever they have uh, the pinball expo that comes to town, they'll have a whole area of just classic, like retro computers, like yeah. Apple Twos, yes. playing Oregon Trail on five yes. and a quarter floppies, and they only work. That's and amazing. they're all and you actually it actually gets to a point in the game where you're like take out disk and flip over. What? Yes. <laughs> okay. So, but yes, this is actually pretty interesting because I I wouldn't mind actually doing a Minecraft server. Just to do this to see if it works.
0: Let's do it. It sounds like a blast.
1: I think so, too. <laughs> if I can think of other games I can load into this thing, that'll work. is really think about it, Doom itself, that thing actually fit on a three-and-a-half-inch floppy, essentially. At least the Shareware yeah. version did.
0: Exactly. That's what I played it on. It's off floppy. Uh, another great video game thing that we found out is that... There's been a lot of Nintendo leaks lately, and the latest Nintendo leak involves the Nintendo 64. What? Originally, Luigi was going to be a playable character.
1: Okay, I'm still trying to wrap my head around that one.
0: It's, I mean, cause we grew, I mean, it was just Mario, it was Mario and Nintendo, Super Nintendo 64. Uh, so people found out about this, and you can get Nintendo 64 for your PC, and people have been doing illegal mods to have Luigi in the game,
1: now is it they actually found the actual old the source code that was embedded in the game and just activated it, or they just so re-skin they did it? find
0: some sources like the Luigi logo and stuff like that. They did find some sources, but most of it was just the skinning of it.
1: Okay, still, I would, I would, I would like to try that. That would, be, that would be interesting. But
0: it was s- amazing. I mean, they wanted the game to be co-op. You know, they wanted it to be a two-player. game. I mean, it's just like. It's interesting to think, like, why they didn't go with that.
1: Probably because the design limi- limitations of the actual console itself. Cause
0: but I mean, you could play two-player games on the Super Nintendo.
1: I know, but like, yeah, I remember though, at that time, Luigi was just kind of just like... The, the little brother, the, the one you never really wanted to play games with in the first Honestly, place. Honestly,
0: I liked playing with Luigi, because he had better jumps, and fuck you for whoever thinks he didn't have the better jumps, because he did.
1: Oh yeah, especially in <laughs> Mario 2 Dreamland.
0: Yes. Oh, yeah,
1: he jumped higher, but they, he, he slid a lot. That was just interesting altogether right there.
0: He had the little wobbly legs. It, it, he did the better jumps, but he had those wibble wobble legs. That is very true. Mm-hmm.
1: Still, this is this is really interesting. I like, wonder what other games that were out there that had hidden code in it that you realize that there's other characters that are supposed to be in there. Like, are we going to find out that Ocarina of Time had Mario buried in the c- source code somewhere?
0: I mean, they had that Mario mask.
1: Oh, yeah. Because I know, like little Easter eggs like with uh, Ocarina of Time if you when you're a child Link and you go to the castle to meet Princess Zelda young princess zelda you look in the windows you can see mario donkey kong and everything else like little easter eggs like that yes like maybe that's what was said there they found and then but still luigi playing mario 64 yeah i hope they actually did the code so he actually jumps taller
0: my whole world is shook (laughs) (laughs) but that's it for the episode you can find me at the raging erica everywhere on social media
1: and you can find me at dogfin studios
0: you can find us now on Spotify, guys. We're on all major podcast broadcasting places. I'm talking about iHeartRadio, iTunes, Spotify, all of them. So that's great. Uh, you can also email us at podcast at and continue the conversation in our Discord, which I will have the link in the description.
1: Excellent.
0: <laughs> we'll catch you guys next week.